It's Taylor. And Emily. And we are the Zillennial Chicks. And uh, today we're going to go on a little bit more of a serious topic and kind of talk about all things um, moving out. Now? <laughs> Close to a decade and a half. It's getting up. Yeah. So like first going to college and then just kind of moving out in general from your parents, the more permanent move. Or staying with your parents. Yeah. For a longer period of time than you were expecting. So being in our 20s, we definitely both have experiences of moving out, moving back in. We'll start with kind of like the college move out, the in-between where you're kind of living on your own and you're kind of not because you still come Mm -hmm. back home. Yeah, we both came home during the summers when we were in college. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely adjustment. Let's kind of start off with freshman year, freshman year living in the dorms. I guess you probably hear this a lot, but don't dorm with your best friend. Me and yes. Taylor didn't dorm together on purpose. We would have killed yes. each other in a... Because, I mean, you live in a shoebox. It is a shoebox. A tiny room. And me and me and Emily have been best friends for a decade. So, you know, we knew if we lived together that we would kind of fight with each other. Especially in such a tight quarters because... Constantly. I think it's only like 400 square feet in a bed... In a room in yeah, college. Yeah, de- depending on um, where you go and what kind of dorm you get. Right. Yeah. And so... That's a really tight space to be locked in with someone no all privacy. the times. No, none at all. So with moving into the dorms, I mean, how do you pick a dorm? How do you choose the right kind of dorm for you? It, again, it, it's like actual apartment hunting. You have to have things that you don't want to budge on and things that are kind of acceptable for. So yeah. location, would you rather have a longer walk to campus or a shorter walk? Price, like more expensive, you're going to get the nicer, newer stuff. Dorms are the most expensive place to live on campus, at least. Absolutely. What I found. Mm-hmm. Living in my sorority house was cheaper, so. Right. And definitely living in a apartment is cheaper. Yes. Dorms were very expensive for us, and I lived right next to Greek Row because that was really important to me. I knew I was going to be joining a sorority, and living next to Greek Row so that I could get to and from quickly was very important to me. I- but I picked a random roommate. I lived on the south side. Um, we went to Washington State University, so south side is like on the opposite side of Greek Row. It's, it's and the furthest section away from campus. It is. And I didn't mind it most of the time. It wasn't a bad walk. Um, I was kind of looking more for a cheaper place. I wasn't super picky. And I roomed with someone that I was friends with from high school, not like super, super best friends with, but pretty good friends with. And I had a pretty good experience. Mm-hmm. We were both pretty chill people, so... Right. And I would come over and hang out sometimes, but my experience with my roommate was not very good. (laughs) For one, she thought she was going to be rooming me with a friend, and her friend didn't fill out the paperwork in time, so she roomed with me. And she did not like that. She was kind of an entitled person. She wanted me to do all the work in the place, and, you know, she never took out the trash. She never cleaned up after herself. She never washed the sink. So that was kind of a, a struggle point. She watched Netflix so late at night, and I had early morning classes. Yeah, the last three weeks of the first semester, because they both moved out of their dorm after first semester. Um, the last three weeks, Taylor lived in my dorm with me and my other roommate, and we shared my twin extra long, which is a tight space, but we made it work <laughs> for three weeks yes. to avoid that situation. Cause... I thank you, Emily, for <laughs> sacrificing your personal space to it, get me out of that situation. It was situation. fine for a short period of time. We lived. It, we was, it was so bad. I'm disturbing you, because that's just setting you up yeah. for failure. And I think that you have to remember that those college applications where they say... Just moving on for that, roommates, if you can, you know a lot of different colleges will have different apps where you can like try to meet someone if you're trying to do a random roommate. Highly recommend that if you're not going to room with someone you know. 
you want to make sure you have similar personalities. Like if you are a homebody that likes to go to sleep at a certain time and very studious, you don't want to get, well, with like a super partier, I mean, you want someone maybe a little more outgoing to pull you out of your shell, but someone that's going to be out all the time coming in late. Tell us about yourself. We'll give you a roommate. They don't care. They literally don't even read them. Most colleges, um, and you, your college might have a different experience, but our college we have way too many cared <laughs> at all what you put on that form. They cared what your selection was, and so I selected a popular dorm, and they put me in with anyone who didn't have a roommate yet. Because if you were if you put your roommates together, you would almost always get together. So that was kind of the struggle, and that turned out. And I hope. That if you're going into college that you don't have the same experience as me. But I would definitely recommend trying to find someone and get to know them a little bit before you sign that paperwork. And it can be very difficult, but... And awkward, but, you know. But I think it's it's definitely worth the energy to put into that. Another one that we had to think about was respecting people's friends coming over. And when is a good time for that? And, you know, I think you have to have a little bit of knowledge to know that like Mm -hmm. you can't say no all the time no no you You, definitely can't you have to yet and then also but for me it was like hey em i've got lab at seven o'clock in the morning on thursdays can you please have your friends gone by 10 o'clock oh yeah absolutely like talk about your schedules too it's super helpful like my schedule i had a luxury with my degree that i could like put all my classes on tuesdays and thursdays and have a lot of free time (laughs) which I did not have that luxury. Good old engineering major Taylor did not have that choice. No. So (laughs) just being aware when she had stuff um, and then just going to other friends' places because I had a lot of movie marathons with um, various friends. Which were great. They were fantastic. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at some point someone's got to go to sleep and, you know, Star Wars blaring is just not (laughs) not going to work. I'm pretty sure it's a Marvel marathon. Well, things were blowing up either way. That's what we have on on dorms, my quiet time. So uh, sororities follow, same thing, basically. I got lucky with my my sorority roommate. Oh, yeah, I liked mine, too. Big key, if you are going to live in a sorority, make sure you find some place in that house at some time where you know you have a place that there's going to be nobody. Because you may think, even if you are the most people-y person, it will get to you at some point. You're living with, like, 50-plus girls. Just find a spot. I had a study... And if I would go there from, like, 9 to 10 p.m., no one would be in. And I could go down there and, like, watch an episode or a show, do whatever I want by myself. My roommate was very respectful of... We we had our desks in our bedroom, and thankfully people didn't just walk into our room. I would say that if people are just walking into your room, because we didn't have locks on our doors in our bedrooms. Yeah, me um, I would always tell them, hey, you know, it's really respectful if you knock. And if you don't hear me say come in, just don't come in. Because that means I'm, I'm focused on something or I'm sleeping or something along the lines of I don't want you to come in my room. Yeah, see, mine was different. We didn't have, like, day beds. So, like, not a lot of people napped in their rooms. And we had separate studies. So, like, if you were in your bedroom, you were kind of hanging out. And I had, there was four of us and then the other was three. And I was always in, like, a hangout room. Like, my, I was always in a bigger room. So, I always, always had a lot of people that would come and hang out and stuff. Which was great. I enjoyed it a lot. And, like, when we had events, you know, all the people that didn't live in that were in my friend group hung out in my room. Because it was the biggest. Make sure you have that space and that people are aware when you're going to that space, you're being by yourself. Um, yeah. I know some people would hide in, like, a closet <laughs> at my sorority house. We had a trunk room. Um, if you went into the trunk room, there was never anyone in there. 
So that was a nice place to like get away. Also, if you're in the shower, you can cry as much as you want. <laughs> Let's see. I guess now we can kind of talk about when you're like move moving out. Because I mean... So that was college. We also lived in an apartment in college. And we didn't actually get much choice in the apartments because Emily had lived there before with another roommate whose roommate had moved out. And then I moved in with Emily when her roommate moved out. So we didn't really pick our apartment. It was more out of convenience and who we wanted to live with because we could not afford one bedroom uh, yeah. apartments. It was a good, it was a good apartment. The one downside, I mean, we didn't have in-unit laundry and that kind of sucked. That was the bane of my existence. <laughs> and after that, I said, never again. It is an underrated amenity. Yeah, I made it work um, for two years. But it was nice because it was it was one of the cheaper dorms, but it was still really nice. Management was great. They got back fast about fixing things. Because mm-hmm. um, here's the thing, you know, there's always the super nice apartments that come furnished. But, like, I had a lot of hand-me-downs from my family for furniture. And you, trust me, mismatched and old furniture is your best friend in college because let me tell you, but you're going to have people over and accidents happen and it's going to get messed up in college. Yeah. Because it just, it just will. So just... Mm-hmm. Take the used stuff that's scuffed already or got stains already. And- you will ding it against something. Mm-hmm. You will scratch it. Someone will break it. It just happens. So that's always a very useful thing. If you're getting a new bed, I would recommend those beds that come in the boxes. Those are great for transporting mattresses. And uh, there's like a $50 frame on Amazon that is the greatest thing ever. And I still have it. <laughs> like I just it's it's great I love it and um it was super easy to transport so uh, that's one thing if you're looking at big hunky heavy furniture you might want to rethink that and also um we never lived in a house of other people but if you are looking at that just be aware you're also going to be adding like garbage a lot of the other places will include like water and stuff already in your apartment fee you'll have to add that and you don't think it's that much but a house uses a lot So Mm -hmm. just make sure that you're aware. And another smart thing with living in a roommate is splitting up. Like, you still pay each other 50-50 whatever, but, like, have one person be paying, you know, maybe electric or Wi-Fi and the other doing vice versa. Makes it a little easier, I guess you could say. Splitting up the duties of who pays. Um, The other issue is knowing where you're going to park. Cars are a big deal. They're expensive. And if you don't know where you're going to park, like, let's say you are living on Greek Row in a small house with four other people there's a parking spot a parking spot so you got to know where you're parking Mm -hmm. at all times parking is big on amenities like you don't want to go after a long day you may think that you'll be fine you'll be fine but one day long day and you can't find anywhere to park yeah it's been a long day it's 9 30 at night it's dark outside already and the closest parking spot that you can find to where you live is eight blocks away and you got to walk there like that's it's it doesn't give you warm and fuzzy feelings but that's just another thing to keep in mind always keep in mind parking that's my number one rule for my life now now that i oh, don't live in a college town i've had friend i have a couple of friends that have moved to la and they lived in apartments that didn't have parking and they said it was terrible um especially in la there's a lot of things that you can give leeway on in apartments if you're really looking for an apartment and amenity wise parking i highly highly recommend if you're going to take a car do not make that one of your to sacrifice because it, is it will bite you terrible. in the butt mm-hmm. yeah it will so now we're going to move on to what it's like when you move out fully move out fully moved out so me and emily both moved back in with our parents at the end of college we had we ran into covid so we kind of had to <laughs> but um yeah we went and lived with our parents for a few months and then i went and got a 
one-bedroom apartment. I live by myself with my cat. (laughs) That's my experience right now. um, I currently decided to take a year to stay at home and um, save money. I just wanted to get a good nest egg before I moved out on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did move into a new place, so I kind of started fresh with my mom. And I do pay not half, so I pay less saving some money and I don't really have to pay much of the other bills which is a benefit to save money mm-hmm. but I currently live in a three-bedroom apartment with my mom and then my little sister and then we got two cats and a dog yeah in our apartment and um I thought about living with my parents but I got a job downtown and uh my commute would have been about two hours in the morning so <laughs> I moved a lot closer to to downtown um so so I had to move out right when when I got a job yeah I my commute like 25 minutes it's pretty great mine's about 45 minutes to work i think it's important to note that with today's economy and getting us well we're not quite post-covid but you know getting there to where things are slowly starting to open back up and everything's so expensive and jobs are super hard to come the typical stuff i believe there's this unrealistic expectation that as soon as you graduate college or as soon as you're 18 and you're not going to college you're going to start a job that you move out and you're done and it's you're ready Mm -hmm. and don't feel discouraged if, discouraged if that's not you. It's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, our even age. Even me and Emily thought about possibly moving back into an apartment together mm-hmm. just recently. And for us to save money. But um, it was better for Emily to move in with her mom again. But by far, don't, all, don't think that that is a mandatory to be an adult. No, it's not. I mean, it, no one wants to live with their parents at this point. Um, I mean, I enjoy living with my mom, but like there's... There's downsides. There's, there's downsides, you know. You, and you get that bug at 20-something to want to move out and just be done, done to be done with yeah. it and to be on your own. But there are so many costs that you don't think about. And so many things are still expensive. Oh. Um, like car insurance is still expensive until you turn about 25. And that's one of those things that it'll eat away at your budget real quick. Also, side note on here. If you're thinking about living with your parents after college and your parents are divorced, so you have to pick one, don't make their... I mean, of course you want to consider your parents' feelings. Where my mom was living um, was going to be a better location for me commute-wise, and it was going to be an apartment that was going to give me a gym at the same time, um, which was super convenient for me, because both of them will probably at some point be a little hurt that you chose the other, but you can't let that bother you too much. You need to choose. So, like, those were my big factors. Months afterwards, don't go back and forth. Right. You um, can make that decision, <laughs> and then... Just tell them that I think that that's kind of the best way to do it is to to make your decision. You can get guidance, but I would definitely take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and it and it's worked great now. So I think we should go on to things that are must-haves or wants in apartments and that sort of thing. And unit laundry is definitely... I mean, it's different. Some people are okay with going to a laundromat. If you are, kudos for you. Um <laughs> I struggled with it. I didn't like it that much. I mean, I, I can... I, if I had to, I could do it again. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... You don't think quarters are going to add up, but they do. Especially yeah. if you do a lot of laundry. And yes. laundry takes a lot longer that way. But... And it takes a lot of time. And uh, for me, it's like you don't have time to sit at the laundromat. I think for me, uh, washer and dryer was a must. I have two vehicles, and I use them both all the time. So for me... Parking, again, (laughs) let's round back up to parking, but for parking, that was one of those big things that, like, I have to have parking. There has to be plenty of parking, guest parking as well. If you live in the middle of nowhere and there's absolutely no guest parking, good luck. 
Your family will never come and see you. <laughs> yeah. You need you need something, or if they're not going to have guest parking, you need, like, a really close location that they can park at. Like, mm-hmm. um, my apartment before this that I lived in, we were right next to a YMCA. So... Yeah, and that had free parking. And it had free parking. So we had, like, no guest parking, but it was a YMCA, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, a 5 In front walk. of my apartment, we have street parking. So that's where the guests park. And it's pretty open most of the time. Sometimes it gets pretty full, but that's one. Also, something that I need is specifically garages, because I've done a lot of work to my cars recently, and I want to keep them nice, and it's a luxury I'm willing to pay for right now in my life. But that's a, that's a personal thing. That may not be you at all. You could park yeah. your car outside and not care at all <laughs> that, that's me as long as i have a spot and there will mm-hmm. always be a spot for me yeah that's all i need my complex is open parking with passes it happened one time that i got home after work and there was literally no parking and i parked on the street and i said that's it never again am i doing this I called my office the next day and i was like i need a garage and so i got a, a garage and all was good so that's something i have to look into now is finding a garage some of them have underground parking garages which is great um, those are just as fine for me, but parking is another big thing. Another thing I really care about is for me having a lot of closet space is also a big deal. I don't want like a teeny tiny closet. I'd rather have a walk-in closet or Jack and Jill closets or something like that. Yeah. Um, most of the places give you decent sized closets. Walk-in closets are definitely nice, but I guess if you don't have a lot of clothes, not <laughs> there's that. Yeah. And then balconies. Something about balconies is always, like, on my mind. I love having a balcony, even though I never use it. <laughs> um, and that's more of a want than a need. But what I found is that if I don't have a balcony, I actually get, like, my anxiety gets pretty bad because I feel trapped. Like, I don't have a way to get out. Interesting. So that's why my apartments now have to have balconies. I could not live in a high-rise because I can't go outside. Like, privately go outside, you know, be be alone and go outside. Because um, you can always go on the street, but you never know who's going to, like, yell at you or <laughs> children or dogs. You know, all that stuff happens. Yeah. I think also, depending on your location, you might want to look into having AC. I mean, if you live in California and you have California summers. Now, most of them do come with ACs, but you're going to want to check because it's, yeah. It's oh, yeah. not pleasant. Um, obviously, if you're in a more not super hot all the time you can probably get away with it um for the few days that it's gonna be hot um (laughs) yeah and i have an ac unit that's portable ac unit it's not a wall one technically but i have one of those that i invested in and i can take that with me wherever i go which is really nice but that's also another investment you can make yeah and i think those are really the big one oh the other thing that you might want to look at depending on who you are is if they are pet friendly or not yes um for a lot of people pets are super important and if you're living on your own It'll give you a little bit of company. Um, you are going to have to pay. You will pay a deposit down for them. Sometimes you'll pay a special cleaning fee. Special cleaning fee, exactly, because they'll want to clean the carpets probably a little differently. And then you'll have pet rent each month, which I always find... I don't get pet rent. I get it for dogs, because they usually... Most of places that are pet-friendly will provide um, like little stations that have poop bags and like places to throw away your poop and stuff. Yeah. So like to keep that stuff furnished makes sense. I've never understood it for cats, though, because there's really not a lot of maintenance. I guess, well, I guess you can have outdoor cats. So I'm, I'm assuming any, you can, you can have indoor-outdoor cats in apartments. Since when? At my apartment. You see cats just wandering around apartments? Yeah, there's indoor-outdoor cats at my apartment. There's cats Wow, I have never seen that <laughs> at an apartment. Well, we have, I mean, I guess, like, if you were in, like, in 
the apartments, you know, we have to go inside to go through? Probably not. But, like, ours are outdoor to get yeah. the, into the entrance. So, yes, there are... Um, I don't know. I just feel like $35 a month in pet rent is ridiculous. And I don't understand. You know, maybe one day I'll figure it out of what <laughs> the pet rent goes towards. But right now, I have no clue. Because it's not that... The deposit cleans the house. So, like, I understand the deposit, right? Like, you want to clean the floors more thoroughly when I'm gone because of my cat. Like, okay. But what is the pet rent for? <laughs> or, like, maybe the pet rent is for, like, let's say you have a cat or a dog that pees on things a bunch, so they have to clean extra. If it was, like, refundable at the end, where, like, okay, you had a good pet, we didn't really have to use all of this, I guess that would make sense. Because yeah. the longer you live, the more damage a pet could do. Yes. Yeah, I don't get the, I get, I don't get the pet rent. But... It's it's something that you, if you're looking for an apartment, you should think about because you're yeah. probably going to have to pay for pet rent. Yeah. And also, you know, if you have a big dog, good There's luck a lot of <laughs> a lot of apartments have uh, weight limits on pets. Uh, like a pet has to be under 60 pounds or you can have two pets, but they have to be under 60 pounds together. Um, and that's for noise control. Uh, sometimes they'll say you can have a big dog, but you have to live on the first floor so that people aren't bothered by your pet. Let's see what else. Uh, usually breed restrictions. So you can't have a German Shepherd. You can't have anything that could possibly be aggressive. Yeah. Any dog that has the stereotype. I mean, a lot of times pit bulls aren't allowed. Any dog mm -hmm. that has a stereotype of being aggressive. Rottweilers, just pit say, bulls, German Shepherds. Yeah. They're going to go with no. Um, boxers even. Yeah. Which is, it, it's sad because I know that some people have very, very well behaved dogs. Mm -hmm. um, but they do not care. Apartments don't care because... It's about everyone else, so. But if you don't want to pay the pet rent and you're feeling like having a pet and you don't, like, just want fish, I mean, you could always look at, I mean, there's hamsters, there's turtles, there's ferrets, things like that. Um, Ew. <laughs> well, I think ferrets are gross, too. But <laughs> if you are feeling like having yes. a pet a and small you don't... pet is usually all right. Um, fish are usually okay. Under, like, 13 gallons. Like, don't go get in a massive fish tank and putting it in your house. Like, there's a reason why water beds are not allowed. Um... <laughs> Don't don't put a giant fish tank in your house, <laughs> in your apartment. Uh, I guess the next question is, when is it time to move? Well, I guess, again, that depends on your living situation um, and your circumstances. Obviously, if you're not living, if at home is too stressful for you and it's not healthy, obviously, moving out should be a priority. Um, if you have a good living home, a good home environment and it's accessible for you to live at home, then I would look at kind of there's two, I think, big reasons. Um, location of, like, where you're living compared to work. Like, Taylor's situation wouldn't make sense if you don't want that two-hour commute. But also finances. You yeah. should have a good amount in savings. They say three months' worth of whatever your monthly cost is, save it up. Yeah, another way to say that is you want to be under 30% of your income. And that can be very, very hard. And I want to mention that, that if you're young... 30% of your income may seem almost impossible. But yeah, you want to try to stay under that number. But of course, you don't want to live in a place that's going to stress you out. Yes. So that's... It's a, a balance. It's a balance. So paying a little bit more to get you in a place that makes you comfortable, it, it might be worth it. I'm currently possibly moving. <laughs> My lease is up in a couple months. And depending on what they change the rate to, I may not be able to afford it. This apartment's kind of at the top of my budget of what I'm willing to pay. And if they raise it much more, I have to move. So that's fun. <laughs> and the big thing for me that I'm looking at is price and, of course, a two-car garage, which is near seemingly impossible. 
<laughs> as of right yes. now. One car garage is, you know, you can mm-hmm. find a few, but like two car garages is yeah. kind of Yeah, and blood. renting a house is a lot more expensive than you would think. Because I thought that. I was like, oh, I'm just going to rent a house. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> They're very expensive too. Um, same with buying houses, and that's just the market right now. There's there's a lot of factors going into why houses are so expensive. But don't think that because you're in your 20s, you know, you might be thirty in your 30s. And if you're struggling to buy a house, you know, if you can, keep renting. Because it's just most of the time right now in this very environment, it's very big jump to get a house. Well, and the... The, the tax riot write-offs for owning a house went down significantly. So mm-hmm. um, you don't even get a lot of protection yeah. that way from owning a house. So And what my parents always said was the cheapest day to own a house is the day you bought it. There, there is something to be said about how maintenance come in and fix whatever's broken. Yes, that um, is super convenient. Also, it is convenient. you know, not having to pay for, like, garbage and all of that stuff. I pay for garbage. No, I don't. Yeah, we have valet trash. That's one of those things that you can't get out of. So make sure you're reading the fine print when you're shopping for apartments. I would say that you should start shopping for apartments about ideally two months out. Yeah. You might get down to the wire and be a month out. But ideally two months out is when you would start looking for apartments and uh, start emailing them and uh, tour the neighborhood. I think taking a drive around the neighborhood that you're going into and seeing if it's if it feels safe, if it feels like a place you could be, you know. And, and also, you know, if you are looking to commute, see how far off you are from, like, whatever major freeway, highway, road, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of see if that's going to be super complicated Yes, um, to get there as well. Yeah, because the first apartment I ever looked at when I was moving out, I thought it was close enough, and then when I got there, I realized how much farther it was to work, and I went, ha, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what you show me. I just, I can't do that commute. So that was one of those things that you just know right away. I toured another apartment that um, the cabinets were extremely thin, like slim. Like, you couldn't fit a plate in the cabinet. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Why are your cabinets not wide enough to fit a plate? So um, you might tour some places that are funky like that. And you're like, what are you doing? Why did you remodel it to this? This is not a good design. Other things you should look for when you're touring an apartment. Of course, open all the cabinets. Uh, Be nosy because that's going to be your unit. And you want to make sure that there's nothing that's like terribly damaged about the place that, you know, gives you any red flags. Definitely. Oh, also look at reviews online on Google. (laughs) I have to say, though, when you're finding an apartment, people hate living in apartments. Like, that's that's a given. Um, Your neighbors will always be noisy. Always be noisy. Your neighbors will always be noisy. People will always leave the dog's poop out. Like, it just happens. Yeah, even if they say you'll get feed, if you get caught, they don't ever catch anyone and there's always dog poop. Right. Almost every apartment at one point or another will have a communication error with someone and say, maintenance never got in for this, or I got charged for this moving out. Get everything in writing when you're finding an apartment. But if people are saying that and it's a couple, that's not really a big indicator of anything as well. The big indicators that I see are, and when there's a lot of people saying the parking is an issue, you should listen to that. Because that means parking is an issue. <laughs> people say it's dirty and things like that. You kind of got to look into that. If a lot of people are saying the complex is dirty, that's something to be um, looking into. If it's a one or two, it's probably not that true. There was one apartment that I was looking at that the reviews were saying that the apartment complex was charging them an extra fee on top of their normal electric bill. 
for the electric bill of the communal areas. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not doing that today. <laughs> and so that took that one out of the running for me, even though on paper it looked great because all these people were saying they were going to charge you extra fees for things that you aren't going to use. Um, they might have other things at the complex, too, that you don't use. So for me, I don't go to the gym. I don't I need do. a gym in an apartment complex. Same with the pool. I don't go to the pool. I don't need a pool. I don't need a dog park. I don't need a lot of these other things. So for me, if I have an apartment that's a bare bones apartment, like that's fine for me as long as it has the things I need. You know, once you start making a little bit more, you get more established, you can be a little more picky. Um, at this point, like I probably, when I start moving out, carpet or no carpet, it's going to be, you know, whatever right and that's what i found is like i would love to have carpet in my complex in like my entire apartment but like i found that that's not a choice (laughs) you get to make you get very slim choices um you'll find that one thing that is uh dumps everything out and it may be price for you it may be a specific amenity um it may be your pet you know you might have a big dog most aggressive beads you will not be able to move into an apartment um so i would say if you're gonna get a dog don't get a dog <laughs> unless you know it's not going to be on that list. Yeah. Um, but that that might be the driving factor for you. Yeah. And though, you know, those bigger dogs, too, if you have to think about it, when you're younger, you're very busy. You don't have a lot of time. And those dogs require a lot of space um, or a lot of time, pretty much both. So make, wait, wait. I know it's, you want to have them, but like, wait, I have always wanted a German Shepherd from like day one. Um, but that's something I'm definitely going to have to wait for to where when I have more time and, um, you know, someplace with a little more room to run yeah. someday. Yeah. And I guess that point kind of wraps it up, but I don't think I got anything else to add. Do you, Tay? Nope, not really. That's what we have. If you have any questions or your own pro tips to anyone that's listening. Um, feel free to leave it in the comments because, you know, the more tips, the better. Yep. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. Stay alive.